So, um, I have to keep my glasses on because the light isn't working. So please forgive me for looking at you over my spectacles. Um, I would like to share some reflections with you this evening. And I'm not sure um, exactly what the title is of this talk. It's something around wise attention. And uh, so, as always, invite you to to listen in a that a grounded, spacious way, whereby you know the words can float through, and maybe something of help, something useful, but not feeling the you have to you know, kind of engage overly depending on where you're at. So, yeah. Um, so I think the way I'd like to begin is just by acknowledging um, just the sense in which, um, at least from my perspective, one of the... Uh, one of the uh, opportunities that we uh, find or uh, meet as we as we enter retreat or you know enter a period of practice, perhaps in a single sitting or in a longer period, like a, a week here or more, how part of what we are undertaking is a uh, prolonged encounter with this mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You know, this amazing opportunity that I know is all of you so much experience, you know, and that this, this uh, knowing how, how, you know, this stepping away, the simplifying, the coming into the, silence and a place like this and this opportunity to encounter our life, you say, our experience, our mind more maybe immediately or intimately or directly and how um, while part of us may know that sounds like a good idea and <laughs> another part of us sounds like very bad idea. Um, and how as we, and it's so interesting talking to people and also, you know, reflecting on my own experience of how, you know, entering that space, you know, where you've actually managed to, you know, turn things off and pay the bills and get the cat fed and, you know, you just, you can turn it all off for a while. And I was talking with someone, and as sometimes it, it can feel just like this huge relief, sense of you know, um, just oh, just feels so good. Just maybe for a, just that on that level of just the relief of 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 that sort of stepping away from all of that, whatever that is in our life. It's the bit that goes like this, and I'm waving my hands around in the air if you're not looking. It's like. It's the swirling, and um, you know how how sometimes 
um, that can be what I, I, I kind of a honeymoon period, you know. And then at some point, three or four days in, or you know, some of us have our patterns and things. Suddenly, it doesn't, you know, we hit sort of, you know, stuff comes up, or you know. And then at other times, maybe the mind, you know, have you had that experience where it gets so quiet and blissful? Even wow. So it can really be like that sometimes. Or sometimes, you know, so confusing. What on earth am I doing? You know, or stuck frustration. Um, and even you know, kind of nightmarish, really, you know. All of, all of that, certainly territory I've experienced, you know. Or maybe at times it can just feel like downright boring, pointless. <laughs> so just that sense of, of, of how when we have the courage and the interest and the willingness to, to sort of encounter this, this mind, this uh, experience more, more directly, this body, this mind, this heart, you know, that it, 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 it has its different flavors and, and sometimes, you know, it can feel, yeah, wonderful and not so much. So as I was, I was wondering, okay, so what is it that makes this beneficial? Yeah, it's kind of maybe a question, you know, we might ask ourselves at different times, you know, in our practice on retreat or off retreat, like, is like, sort of, you know, why am I doing this? Or that what, what is it that makes this practice, and particularly in this talk, I'm sort of focused on this retreat setting where, but I think this is very relevant to, to any, any aspect of our life, or indeed the whole of our life, we're trying to sort of hold that as a as a, uh, a vehicle, as an opportunity for, for practice. Um, so what is it that makes it beneficial? You know, is it, is it, it I, th- I think what certainly I see that I can fall into in, in very, sometimes very unconscious ways is actually there are agendas and then there are ways that I'm applying my attention in different, you know, to, to manipulate experience, to try to control, to get pleasant experience and to keep pleasant experience and to try and s- figure out how to banish the unpleasant experience and, and then and quite not quite realizing how much suffering that can be generating, you know, that we're not even realizing how, how kind of well that's happening. And there's a sense I, I felt it in some of the conversations with you today and yesterday, where there's a kind of coming in, you know, from the world and this kind of swirl and this kind of very sticky kind of, you know, caught up kind of relationship with with experience, and then somehow coming in and 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 feeling sort of a little bit of settling, just the place and just oh and how um, maybe there's the beginning of simply remembering a kind of pausing and a stopping and a kind of settling, almost you, you, you just have to let it happen. 
you know, and it happens in its own way and in its own time. But that perhaps a one way of of um, understanding kind of wise attention, or just one aspect I want to highlight right now is like, what if it was really more like we're just in the midst of our karmic predicament, you know, whatever that is, <laughs> with all its, you know, weirdness and strangeness and, and loveliness and difficulty and how it keeps shifting and changing and what would it what would it mean if we could really see ah the the we we actually in order to um facilitate a sense of ease or wholesome states or freedom or in order to um just taste that sense of peace that we so long for that what if it was it was not so much about controlling experience and it was more simply about relating to it attending to it in a wise way if i if that makes sense to you there's something quite quite a a profound shift there where somehow some you know responsibility which 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 actually is not ours to take you know about control and making it this and making it that can almost turn us towards a responsibility we do have we can take which is can I learn to be in touch with to meet to know in a wise and helpful way this this what is what is what is happening now and what is available now and again and i think i'm guessing this is this is kind of a a kind of an ongoing process of exploration and development because the conditions of our life keep changing <laughs> you've got it figured out and then everything kind of your body goes or you know someone dies or you know the, whatever, different things change and you're like, oh, how do I do it here? How do I, how do I do it now? I thought I had it all in place, you know, I figured it out. I was doing this technique and I could put that there and put that there and then that will go there and yeah, okay. And then some, something crashes through that and you're like, oh, so how, how, (laughs) so what I'd like to share next is a bit of the from the buddha about wise attention and i just want to say a little bit about that and then i'd like to share a little bit of um, four different arenas or dimensions of our practice that we can perhaps see as um, opportunities or arenas or playgrounds laboratories (laughs) for um, this development of this wise attention to understand really intimately, you know, in this body, this body mind, how 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 is that, you know, so that rather than practice sort of being caught up on the level of ideas and concepts about where well, you do this and then you get that, it's more like 
it's like, well, I love swimming. If some of you know, I'm like, you're almost like, it's kind of swimming around in it, finding your way, you know, in, in a very, in a dynamic way, in a responsive way as the conditions change. And, the, you know, you go off down that and then get caught in that eddy and then find your way into the mainstream again. <laughs> Something more dynamic and flexible. So I would like to share with you a little bit from the Buddha and I won't, um, I will recommend to you if you like to, it's in the second sutta in the Majjhima Nikaya, the, the middle length sayings. Um, I won't, I just want to read you a short bit but I want to read it to share it because there is a basic principle in there which I'm trying to point to which is, which I think is expressed in this passage. Um, so and I'm going to change the language slightly in the service of inclusivity. Right, okay, so. Practitioners, a well-taught noble disciple who has regard for the noble ones and is skilled and disciplined in the Dhamma, understands what things are fit for attention and what things are unfit for attention. This being so, the practitioner does not attend to those things unfit for attention and attends to those things fit for attention. So that's the basic principle. Can you, can you hear that? And that I think I'll read a little bit more about I think so I think what to me stands out is that it's not saying attend to, to this and then you'll be fine. It's saying see, find out for yourself what is it that when you pay attention to it, it it's unhelpful. You see the brilliance of this. It's 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 so um, inviting us to see, look, and and really know for ourselves. You know, and I think for many of us this is a huge challenge because so many of us are, you know, very conditioned around. Well, I do what you know that that person says, and that person says, and and then they say it, so it must be right. So I do this, <laughs> which some of that is probably very helpful and. So I don't want to be dismissive of that. But in the maturation of practice, it's this learning, isn't it? It's like really learning for ourselves, like to see, to know. Ah. So let me read a little bit more. Just what are the things unfit for attention that this practitioner does not attend to them? And he says they are things such that when the practitioner attends to them, the unarisen taints of sense desire and ignorance and becoming, sorry, I'm paraphrasing this and I got lost, I beg your pardon. So the things unfit, for, it's a double negative, isn't it? An un, unfit for attention that, he, that, that the practitioner does not attend to. So this is the noble disciple. So not attending to those things which give rise to sense desire, becoming and ignorance, which are the three 
sort of underlying tendencies highlighted in this discourse. So these are the things that are not attended to. So that's again, it's it's so interesting. Like that 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 skill or that practice of oh, you know, we don't don't go there. As I remember that from Sharon Saltzberg. Don't go there. It's that skill of being able to withdraw the attention. Yeah. And what are the things fit for attention that the practitioner attends to? They are the things such that when the practitioner attends to them, the unarisen taints do not arise and the arisen taints are abandoned. So so just, you can come back to, you know, check this out in the library if you like, but you can maybe, no, I was checking this out because of course that's what you do when you study, you go, okay, let's try this out. Um... So I was walking to the hall and often when I'm coming in I feel some anxiety about giving a talk and oh dear, are they going to throw cauliflowers at me or some kind of rotten fruit or something, you know, the papancha as such, you know. And so I was walking along and I was thinking, okay, wise attention (laughs) is, you know, to give more attention to those thoughts probably is going to feed some of that sense of becoming, you know, the dreadful dharma teacher or whatever it is I might be becoming following those thoughts Um, and so I just very simply said well what if I just give attention to the feeling of my feet on the on the floor like really so I was really doing that I thought hey this is good stuff (laughs) this helps and this is a very very simple example I think it's very powerful and very important and um, yeah, in, in some ways not simple because, you know, the way unfortunately greed, hatred and delusion circulating in our system, we perhaps don't always, you know, there may be more aversion in the withdrawing than wisdom. So again, it's like it's an art, it's something to explore and to to check out, but you know how the things that are difficult can have that magnetic quality, that kind of thing that sort of says to you, you know, I'm really difficult, so you've really got to pay attention to me now, a lot, and then we'll figure it out, you know. Which is, I think, a very common way, perhaps, that the sort of unwise attention kind of feels, you know, that, that experience of that, of of the tension just being locked or tracked in certain ways that are actually not helpful but just very deeply habituated and so to me part of the the practice of wise attention is just okay well let's just see if we can okay it goes back again you know and then okay well let's just see the feet a little bit oh got three steps there before I went back great you know this is that kind of gentle persistence which and that that so important uh, skill. So um, I'd like to explore a little bit further um, by going slightly different direction. I'd like to share a bit on actually a teaching that I um, received from a Kinchino. Some of you may know teachers at IMS. And three we could say maybe arenas of practice, arenas of, of our experience, um, 
arenas of our ex- exploration that we might see as uh, yeah arenas for the development, the cultivation of, of wise attention. So I'm going to go through these four four aspects and um, maybe you could as you hear a little bit about each one you could you could reflect a little bit and notice which modes or you could see them as skills or modes or arenas see see what makes sense to you where you feel like oh yeah you know there I kind of hang out with that I kind of that feels like something I have you know, develop some skill in or, and then others you think, oh, blimey, I wish I could do that better. (laughs) Or that's where I, you know, that's where I get in trouble. So just notice again without, without judgment, but just noticing maybe, yeah, which feel more familiar or accessible and which, which don't. Um, And also, I want. I will mention also probably after I've gone through all four of them the pitfalls, which I also I found very very helpful. That um, it's just kind of interesting that whatever we pick up to work with in practice, at least this has certainly been my experience in listening to people. I see this a lot where, again, you know the 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 unhelpfulness can sneak in, or it's just limited because things are and so being able to be flexible creative and be able to have different modes or modalities I think this is part of wise attention to me so that that you know and this happens naturally in a life doesn't it that you yeah just through natural exploration and development anyway so I'll just mention the four some of you may have heard this before. This is from a Kinchino, so bow to him. But I take responsibility for the reflections. They're, they're mine. Um, so the first one is the uh, skill or the, uh, the part of the process or the arena of calming, of uh, quietening, of soothing, steadying the mind. That whole possibility challenge the second one is what he calls um stepping back or stepping away uh, that's sort of i'll say a bit more about that but that aspect of 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 uh the development of wise attention which is maybe about space spaciousness um widening the view widening the attention and then the third one is stepping in. I think a bit of me likes the symmetrical nature of this, but you know, again, it's see what feels helpful for you. It's like so. I'll say a bit more about that, but that's something about more, you know, being experience or being in, 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 in the in the karmic predicament more intimately and the fourth one is seeing the universals or seeing with wisdom Um, so 
the first one, again, just a little bit on each one. Um, and so, again, if we, if we frame it in a very practical way, say, right now or, yeah, in each moment, what the, 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 what helps a calming, soothing, you know, we can use, I think it's so helpful to use different words at different times, you know, what easing, stilling, resting, I used that word yesterday, resonated quite strongly for some people, a sense of, of what does it, what does that, yeah, something, something that calls, something that resonates, or gathering, collecting. And if we apply, if if we feels to me so important that we, it, it's 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 an exploration of the moment. It's it's not again some thing we've got to get to, you know, in the future, or something I've got to get back, or. It's like, what right now, for example, what helps you to feel a little bit more at ease where you are? Yeah. I think for those of us of, you know, those of where there's a lot of agitation and restlessness, this kind of modest question, I think, is so helpful. And I think this is such a, such a beautiful, helpful thing for our life, you know, where we may not have these special conditions, but still the possibility of wherever we are, whatever the conditions, like what right now would, can I, you know, attend to that would just be bring a little bit more ease, a little, little, you know, allow the mind to settle a little bit. And what works for you? I think it really is different for different people, and I know you all know that by now. You've all been around this quite a long time. But how to build confidence and trust? You know, sometimes that's the real issue. It's not what we know. We know a lot, but we don't. We don't really trust it. We don't really have confidence in that. And again, I think that's the beauty of the what the Buddha is saying it's like see see for yourself look really closely and see what is it that when you attend to it you know is helpful is it the breathing maybe not is it the body is it some aspect of the body is it is it is it something very simple like just sit the body, just put it in a chair or on a bed or just, and just sit there. <laughs> just don't do anything. And let the, let things swirl and bubble and settle in their own time in their own way. And there's an image you may know, which I love from Thich Nhat Hanh, somewhere where he describes it like a, a glass of cloudy apple juice. You just sit it down on the table and just leave it there and eventually the sediment just settles. And maybe that, you know, is just an example of just the way we could pick up on something that's relatively still, like the body compared to the 
be the movements of the mind. Or moving through the, the attention through the body where there's maybe a little more sort of directed attention. Again, there's so many possibilities. But something, I mean, again, it kind of in a way, it's a very basic thing we probably all learned pretty early on in our practice where just moving through the body with the attention just very lightly, gently with a sense of equanimity or kindness through the whole, all the areas of the body. Because so much of the disturbance, isn't it, in the dukkha is sort of gets concentrated in certain bits or areas and so on. There's something, again for me anyway, you're very calming and steadying about simply kind of moving the attention gently through the whole of the body, the whole system. Equal attention, equal respect to... Every area, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or kind of blank, numb, um, you know, not really there. It's very, you know, and within that way of not demanding anything, not demanding anything. So I guess this is the, the sort of receptive aspect of attention, isn't it? We, I think, get often again, isn't it, the active part of attention can be a carrier for the 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 manipulation and the, con- the you know wish to control and the pushing the pulling so the I think the receptivity sort of that can be so helpful receiving can really help to sort of um, take the wind out of the sails of those you know kind of pushing and pulling tendencies or again what you have to see what it what helps you settle you know sometimes it's it's more about walking and moving the body you know and making noises you know in the woods of course where not disturbing anybody and then place like the forest refuge you know we have there's room to experiment it's room to experiment with 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 all of this um i also wanted to you know, in terms of calming, it's like, you know, do you know that image of um, sort of a lot, a lot of it is about building the nest and, and then you can sit in the, in the nest, sit on your eggs. But actually then it's like actually, and part of what the, the nest is, the body relaxing, soothing, sort of opening up the body. And, and then another part of it is what I, I'm calling tonight sending helpful messages to the heart <laughs> like i something i was mentioning yesterday morning about again you have to find out what messages your heart needs but mine often needs to be encouraged to remember that it's allowed to be here allowed to be here allow, allow that sense of allowing experience to be as it is you know the way that uh so much of the default seems to be that, well, I, yeah, I can get calmer, but only when that bit's not there and, you know, I just need to sort that out and then I can be calm. It's like, no, no, it's, it's possible here with this, around this, somewhere. So looking, do you ever do that where you, you just, you can sometimes do it in your body or the space where you just look and you, or in your mind, you just look and see where is it okay? And you, you know, oh, 
yeah, it's okay on my foot. Um, it's okay on the wall. That seems okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just that sense of noticing what is okay or what is not quite so charged up really helpful you know you have these centers and then you notice oh yeah that's helpful that's wise attention and sometimes you know going back and forth gently between the two is like the two elephants you know the tame elephant the wild elephant and the wild elephant gets a bit of the vibe off the tame elephant and yeah so we have our we have our elephants and images, images of, you know, that we memories, memories and images. And again, I think that's so different for different people, places, animals, people, a sacred image of the sacred. Being able to um, connect with a sense of safety and protection. These, these are some of the things that... that um, Again, that the settling that are enabling the settling to happen. So, do you see? It's almost like if you try to, right? Okay, you know, right. Let's get on the breath and get everything quiet. It's like no, not so much. It's not going to happen. There's some. There's a lot that needs to be prepared. The ground, the building, the nest. So, I wanted to share um, a, a little verse from Tikkun Ahan. Some of you probably heard me share this before that um, I offer in the service of this. And it's, it says, I have arrived. I am home in the here, in the now. I have arrived. I am home in the here, in the now. Okay, so going on to the second one, this is right, okay. So stepping away, gaining perspective, widening the attention and widening the view. Such such a, a helpful helpful skill to be able to sometimes maybe it's very simple, it's just what I call the I think of the it's a shift to awareness. You know, something that has we've sort of been in. And then even there's like a very small, it's not doesn't have to be a big shift. Oh. Oh, feeling that. Yeah. It's like this. It's kind of, oh. And just even though maybe something is still there, it's still happening, still unpleasant, or but that sense of just even a little bit of space, how much difference that can make. And perhaps at times we can get a really wide, a really sense of the spaciousness of the mind. A sense of the mind as space, like sky. Yeah. Maybe some of you are familiar with the, the big mind meditation. Sense imagining or sensing the mind is like the sky. And sounds and sights and 
sensations and thoughts are just like clouds floating through it or like points of light like stars in the night sky and and maybe just saying that you know again it's the art of wise attention and there's the sutta where the buddha you know says develop a mind that is vast like space where experiences both pleasant and unpleasant can appear and disappear without conflict, struggle or harm. Yeah. Maybe you can, as I mention it, I can sort of feel my mind kind of going a little bit more that way. So there's this, uh, yeah, that possibility of being able to to step back and see that sh- shift of attention, very, um, very helpful. So I'm going through the next ones a little bit more quickly. <laughs> I want to kind of cover all four. So we're stepping away, stepping back, and we're stepping in and you know, the sense of, of, of the aspect of turning towards experience, meeting, opening to the, I don't know, what maybe can feel at times more personal, more being in, in the experience in, or finding ways of meeting that which is, which is careful, respectful, caring, I know. Um, listening, uh, allowing things to speak, maybe allowing our experience to be somewhat messy or confused or embarrassing, (laughs) imperfect, unresolved, and yeah, this um, maybe you could see this as just part of being able to, um, uh, yeah, in a way, come to terms with or make peace with the 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 karma vipaka that we have to work with the the karma the the effects and the results of all kinds of actions previous actions of ourselves and others and the and the the, the yeah the then the intentions of the moment and what can what can open up when we when we again and again learn to meet our experience with you know have some have have our attention informed with kindness or again wise attention how do we attend what kind of attention or what what is helpful as well as what we attend to and in this stepping in this stepping in um, I wanted to um, let's see, share a poem which I just heard very recently and some of you may have heard it because one of the three-month teachers shared this so um, that's where I got it. 
And it speaks to me of another maybe realm or dimension of our practice where we we need to develop skillfulness that I was thinking of adding as a sort of fifth element, but I decided to include it in this. And I might I was trying to find a what to to call it and it's something like holding ourselves dear or holding experience dear yeah so the way you hold something that's dear uh, to you and um, this poem I thought expressed this so so beautifully Um, I'll put it on the board it's by it's called the healing time by Pesha Gertler. Finally, on my way to yes, I bump into all the places where I said no to my life. All the untended wounds, the red and purple scars, those hieroglyphs of pain carved into my skin, my bones, those coded messages that send me down the wrong street again and again. Where I find them, the old wounds, the old misdirections, and lift them one by one, close to my heart, and I say, holy, holy. So, just briefly to touch on the the fourth one. So we have the stilling or calming, stepping away, stepping in, and seeing the universals that perhaps in a way is a fruit of the other three, or or is supported by the other three, where we can begin to feel and know and understand our experience as a universal human experience with its uniqueness but also with its commonalities and to learn and to find out for ourselves how can I feel, how can I see how can I know and receive and understand this experience how can I attend to it in ways that are conducive to the ending of stress and the ending of confusion. And seeing that more and more clearly and being able to apply that, bring that to our experience more and more completely. This is this is the this is what we're practicing and this is a real possibility for us and probably we have all tasted the fruits of that. Um, so yeah, I um, hmm. <laughs> got a little bit more energy. <laughs> I do just want to share the pitfalls because I think this is very interesting. If we, like, he calls them pathologies. I think that's this is a kinch, you know. I, I the dangers if if we overemphasize, right? If we we want stillness, we want calm. 
craving, clinging, suffering. <laughs> so as we as we as we explore that, it's like part of the wise attention maybe is to notice just yeah, we can learn we can learn about calming. But can we do it without this, you know, kind of fixating on it maybe maybe that's part of what happens you know we want that and it gets narrow and we forget about these other areas of of development and even if we've developed some quiet it doesn't last (laughs) it doesn't last and that's okay yeah doesn't mean that it's not worth deepening and exploring and cultivating, um, but the danger, maybe that, yeah, Kinchino sort of paints quite vividly. There's never quite enough. It's never quite enough. We're out there in space, you know, beyond. We're in a spaceship somewhere, and it's still not quite enough. You know that one. You just want to just get everything perfect, and it never is. So the second one, you know, of, of oh, that's that was the second one. Sorry, yeah, I went on to the second one. Yeah, of, of never, never quiet enough, never safe enough, never enough space, never somehow. Yeah, so maybe that second one of stepping away, of stepping back, can kind of be taken over as a kind of way of avoiding, avoiding life. So that's why these different things they balance each other, don't they? Kind of. Yeah, and then the third one of the stepping in, um, which if you've been listening into yourself, I can definitely confess this is one of my tendencies. And um, that sense of there's always more personal stuff to work on, <laughs> and it will go on forever and ever <laughs> if you let it. Yeah? And how the drama and the stories and the layers and yeah, and if I could just understand that and get that and sort that bit out, then you know, never healed enough. And just to see, do you see? It's it's a kind of the, again with the wise attention. It's helpful to work with that, but it's also yeah, you know, you never get sorted out on that level. At least that's my sense, and doesn't have to be, you know for us to find to find peace and freedom. And the last one, you know, all the wisdom and the the the, the all the lists and the all that all that wonderful conceptual wonderfulness and uh, how again maybe there's temptation of getting stuck at that level and somehow never really being able to enjoy the actual application and the the, the fruits of that and and we just go studying forever we're studying forever we'll never ever ever know enough there will always be more that we could know should know you know other people know we ought to know <laughs> yeah so anyway I hope I wanted to share that and um, I'd like to finish this talk um, I quote I'm not yeah I think this is um just a teaching from Ajahn Suchito I wanted to share to just close these reflections. Dharma practice often entails confronting the unpalatable 
until one's reactions have cooled. Then, by holding the attention steady, it becomes clear that things are actually only the way things appear. An appearance compounded by reactions and assumptions, reinforced by the resistance to change and letting go. But when observation alone is not enough, when the mind's eye is clouded, then heart-centered action is needed. So practice becomes a moving thing, a pilgrimage. Keep going, says the Buddha. Hold steady. Relax the will to be. And you will arrive at a place of peace. An island which you cannot go beyond. A place of non-possession and non-attachment. I call it Nibbana. So, thank you for your attention. Let's just sit quietly for a moment before we chant our our blessings. So let's chant the reflections on the sharing of the blessings together. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.